It's good to see you again. It's a fresh oh. new week. A new it's week beautiful. getting started. What, what a wonderful, what Let's a wonderful it, time. What a beautiful day to be alive. Yesterday was the Super Bowl. Did you watch the Super oh, Bowl? Yeah. You know, I'm really not that big into sports. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not super like, no into sports. No offense to anyone either. that is into sports. You know, my family wasn't into sports. And I was always uh, in a world of imagination. Mm-hmm. Never really. You know, when you're running in circles of people playing Magic the Gathering and stuff, there's a chance yeah. that you're not playing with football people. No, that's true. I mean, but I mean, I nowadays, think there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> I think there's a lot of crossover because, like, nerd culture is really about being interested in things, and so, and I really yeah, think sports fits. fits I think into that. when I saw, <laughs> I saw at some point it was a meme that kind of said that uh, fantasy football is Dungeons and Dragons for like football nerds or something like that, or something along those lines. And I was just like, that caught me in the thought, and I was like, you know. It is. I mean, it's like tabletop gaming. You're yeah, like, it, notes, it, yeah. You're and I'm like, they're looking they're at stuff. Sta- yeah, they're trying to get the best player to do stuff. I was like, huh, no, yeah. If, interesting. If the, you just did the art different. Had like Pokemon cards of the different players with their stats on it. Like, well, bro, it's even it's way more involved than like the games I play. The stats are way more. <laughs> that's true. That's true. The like people that are playing, the... <laughs> people that are playing like fantasy league stuff and doing it at the highest level, I know are employing. At at this point, they got to be doing AI and also Excel spreadsheets. You know, before yeah, it yeah. might have just been crazy formula spreadsheets, but yeah, it's a it's definitely. Yeah, but I mean, if you get if you went deep enough into Reddit, you'd be finding people doing that for any video game out there. Yeah, no, I, def- I don't and doubt perfect, it, man. We were wa- when we were watching to get that Elden Ring. Exactly, I was thinking that uh, we were watching some fun Elden Ring videos that were just making me think of that, and also just yeah, people will take things crazy deaths because I don't know if you've ever like watched people do like speed runs of anything. Oh yeah, like spe- yeah, like speed that. runners and like or one thing that also that kind of makes me think of Geo Guesser. Have you ever seen? People do geo oh, yeah. stuff. Yo, so <laughs> I played I, that game. It's fun. I I've thought about wanting to play it. Like, just uh, I, that's such a weird sentence to say. I have thought about playing it because uh, I want to play it. Is the sentence that I wanted to say, but it's it's just like one of those one of those things that I just never get around to. But watching people do it, I remember thinking like, what's going on? Like, what's and I remember watching like an interview where this guy was kind of like one of the world's best geo guesser dudes is talking about sure. like how they how they do it and he's like we are spending all day in the geo guesser discord talking about bollards talking about street lines talking about asphalt mixes gravel color dirt color and he's just like you know and your brain doesn't even you don't even have the imagination to think to that level you know when you're like how's he so good at guessing stuff You know, and he's talking about like, oh, in this place, bollards have two vertical lines. In this place, they only have one, yeah. you know, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. When, when you hear them say the justification for their guess, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, no, it's way cool. Details. It's, it's very interesting. It is. What you've been. Oh, so I brought up Super well, Bowl you, only did you, because. Did you watch the. Did you yeah, you must have. I saw you so, playing Dungeon Degenerate. There you go. I was going to say, <laughs> we, I mean, it was on a television. There was yeah. cursory glances. I had, uh, we were laughing because I was playing with the normal crew. We play on Sundays and my, some of my family members came over and they were watching the game upstairs. And my cousin is, has a very animated voice. He's very animated, you know? So when something exciting happens, you know, he going, he's going to exclaim excitement. And so we were laughing how we could play the game and all we had to do is listen for my cousin's to scream to echo off of the downstairs yeah, thing. The and then we just look up and oh, oh, dang. Oh, cause it, they were like at a, like a one second delay ahead of us. <laughs> so it worked out in this funny way, but still, so, I mean, we was glad to that. I didn't give it the full watch, which is normally kind of what tradition is. I mean, is. like the mushrooms and all the swamps got cursed. 
So yeah, like that really, was you and can't see, let your attention. That was what's going on with drain. when it comes down to it. The Dungeon Degenerates, like Super Bowl, is definitely cool. I'm I've I've slowly kind of like eased out of being. I mean, the only kind of sports that I like kind of watch now. I want to get back into sumo, and I'll I'll get into why. But probably just, and it's not even like watching sports. It's just like watching either. Um, like edits of the fight you know like i don't ever watch anything mm-hmm. live it's like a, something happens and then i sort of hear something about it on social media and try to avoid as much spoilers as i can but even then when it comes to like a fight i'm not it's not like i'm not invested and then at the same time if i know who wins it's like it doesn't really spoil my enjoyment really you know because for me what i do enjoy about viewing it is like the technical exchanges and skill displays of athletes not necessarily like these these moments of like just a dude getting rocked or something like that so mm-hmm. for me to watch it it's easy because i can just be like youtube something something it's some some guys out there chop screwing the footage slowing it down shifting it so the bots can't catch them and you know all this weird stuff uh muting audio and things like that and so you just oh cool oh man got him caught you know just 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 watch it sort of catch up for my own just to sort of be like just you know cashing it okay yeah that's what that's what happened mm-hmm. you know but the one thing that i think like i said i want to get back into it but i randomly got into sumo wrestling and i while watching sumo and sort of like learning about it i got in i i I got hit with a couple of things which i thought were like really interesting um the the first one is sumo as a spectator sport and also a sport is like one of the absolute like cleanest most thought out like logically applied like sports with rules that I've ever seen. Like they, cause the whole point, even, even considering like an, uh, comparison to like combat sports, like MMA or something where it's like two guys get in the ring and they got a, one guy gets out like in MMA they have, or excuse me, in sumo, they've got all these different rules. Cause it's really just who touches the, the floor first. If you touch the doyo with any part of your body, but your feet, you lose. So it's a simple premise but it's very difficult when the dude's 400 pounds and smacking you in your throat and there's all these rules they have four judges on each side that are like super elder sumo wrestlers themselves and they also have the cameras and there's just like no bullshit when it comes to like who won how and even if even if they can use the cameras to like go down to millisecond to be like, oh, so-and-so actually won. Because the whole point of the contest is to find like, it's a a display of skill, definitive winners. They'll be like, rematch. Like, you gotta actually win. Like, it's not about this technical, we can't. It's like, no, display that you can win. So there's just tons and tons of rules in sumo when you get your head around them you're like man that makes so much sense and there's also a ton that don't you're just like what (laughs) there's a whole bunch of strange stuff too um but the second thing is based on all of those observations of like rules and fighting i swear i swear in some way shape or form that the fighting game genre on video games as at, at all like street fighter the first fighting games they came, at least they came out of Japan, you know, the ones that became legendary. If they were not like that came from sumo, like that came from they, them watching sumo and then being like, oh, you know, and make a fun game, a game where you fight <laughs> like yeah. and with rules, these rules like ring outs and like health bars and combos and all these things. And like it just all that stuff started clicking in my head. And I was just like, man, no wonder sumo's like. You know, jeez. Speaking of legendary, though, um, then this is a little segue. I am holding a sprue for the new Corn Berserkers kit. 
which I have the original White Dwarf, I think it's from like 98, that has, it says like on the cover, Born Berserkers, like ready yourself, you know, and it's got like sprues and the features of people doing like conversions and stuff of the brand new Corn Berserkers kit, which stayed the brand new Corn Berserkers kit for like 23 years. <laughs> Yeah, 25 years and shit until just last week and I'm super stoked that they look like corn berserkers but then they just fix the scale they're like oh cool let's just apply the scale yeah just they're, update yeah. yeah they're not like corneris corn berserkers that just are bigger and stronger because corn's like more mad at them or something Right. You know, they're just, they're just better. The Corneris, the Corneris Berserkers, you know, we just accept it. Hey, Owen, what, what are you working on? Cause I'm going to be building this guy for a, cause tomorrow at the time of recording is Valentine's day. Um, and I'm going to be doing like a Valentine's day stream where I'm going to be painting the core. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm not that's kidding. So romantic. It's very romantic. I'm doing a corn berserker <laughs> paint giveaway on the stream, and I'm gonna. I, I have this envision of like painting him in this like almost like pink hue, pink hue, red bloody thing, and I want him to be like a bloody corn love zerker guy. Mm -hmm. I'm still like yeah. wrestling with it in my mind, but like pink and heart and blood and Valentine and. Mm -hmm. gore and corn it's like all a theme yeah you know? yeah it's beautiful d d well you know i'm right kind of getting i'm off to a rocky start for it but um uh matt lechtenberg is building a relic blade table that's got oh, like dude i haven't seen it yet deep deep themed things it's got like gilblins and mud holes and stuff and he mentioned that it'd be cool to have like a idol statue kind of uh cthulhu-esque <clears throat> idol of a deep character you need it to add to it and so i'm kind of fiddling around in zbrush trying to figure out what it looks like but i think i'm running into a problem that i didn't do any sketches so <laughs> i don't actually have any idea so the brain like, is what like what shape exactly yeah. yeah i've got only the vaguest idea, so, uh, so I don't is that, think going to get anywhere with it. Is that, that's an important part of your process, yeah? That, the sketching sort of visualization Yeah, unless part. I've already spent a bunch of time imagining it. Yeah, yeah. Which I haven't or being. Do you ever get, like, inspired from, like, yeah, actually, I already know the answer to this, but, like, from seeing something specifically, like a, a shape or a, a thing in a movie or a thing that, like, a, a prop maker made or something of that nature... Florida. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's happened for sure. Um, and you're like, ooh, I'm pretty much just want to do that, except maybe yeah, change that. Yeah, that's not the main way. It's usually more like <laughs> that gets added as an ingredient to a stew that I've been like kind of mm, like fiddling that, around with. Yeah. Like that, seeing that complete form and that other artist is like maybe like mm -hmm. makes just something click a little bit more in your mind. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, That's, I shared that. Usually, I don't. I, usually, I don't see something and just like say, "Oh, that's what I want." Um, but it's probably happened. Like there was a cool mask that inspired the Dark Wanderer head, but yeah, at yeah. the same time, it's it's a beast skull, so it's not like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a know. good example. And then at of the like same time, the Dark Wanderer, like. Uh, is also, you know, a little bit like Skeletor, a little bit mm -hmm. like Mamra, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. like uh, actual beast skull. So that sort of like hybridizing stuff happens. But yeah. um, with this one, we were thinking about like a Cthulhu statue. And so maybe I should just pull up a... Pull up some Cthulhu, Cthulhu statue. statues. That reminds me and too... And at least like get an idea of what the uh, stand and stuff is mm -hmm. supposed to yeah i feel it i feel it that reminds me too of yesterday i sent you that picture of that like warrior woman and this is like a throwback to uh relic buds episode one but mm -hmm. savage is still i'm still daydreaming about that a lot and adding to the world and that sort of stuff and coalescing those ideas in my mind and 
thinking about it. and it's and it's and it's transformed as well into um a sort of bigger project in my mind but not at the same time not really just like me trying to understand it and the world building and all the foundations for all these things not necessarily stuff that's in like the scope of the game just for like as we're talking about how those like processes that help you understand for me imagining all sorts of strange things that have nothing to do with the game help me inform decisions and stuff that I'm trying to make about about it and I saw a one I was having a discussion with a friend about like the depiction of like strong women in fantasy and how it's typically how historically because of demographics and stuff like that very male gaze oriented very uh, uh damsel style oriented very like prize oriented it was usually all these depictions and stuff and i was kind of thinking about what if i could have like free reign to have an artist like draw sort of depictions of strong female warriors or just women in general like yeah. what that would kind of be specifically pertaining to my ideas of savage and like kind of like what kind of things that they might wear or look like and even down to the weird stuff like musculature or skin yeah. tone and things like that and so i shared a picture with sean and i'll try to throw it up here too that just was like just a mood piece where i was like yeah that looks that yeah. makes me think about it you know it makes me want to seek out stuff that's kind of similar to that and explore that theme a little bit more that actually that reminds me of a, a anecdote because i i think about that sort of stuff a lot like i'd like to be able to depict depict different body types uh and mm -hmm. particularly like heroic women because uh, hollywood really has they're making some progress but they're yeah. still like really limited in it's still they, safe like, they're still playing safe heroes i mean even not even just not even just women heroes but like men heroes mm -hmm. you know? like yeah. uh there's like a body type that they do now you know? Yeah, and if they aren't people aren't that body type, then they like CGI it or whatever, or, or make them go to the gym and get yeah, someone that's like them, approximate. Pay them crazy money to get um, them go to the gym. But yeah, every once in a while, I like see a woman at the gym and be like, "Oh man, if I could get her to model, just like do some sketches, it would it would help so much." I remember one time I uh, went to like FedEx or something. And there was like a tattooed girl working there. And I was like, Oh, <clears throat> she looks badass. And I was like, I tried to talk to her. I was like, Hey, I'm a comic book artist. This is an actual comic book that I drew. I'm interested in trying to like draw badass women. Would you be willing to let me take a picture of you to as like a reference and like she was skeptical and then her boss came over and like kicked me out of the store <laughs> it's like okay oh Never man like, yeah it's it's like, i give uh, you no, i give you really, kudos like, for trying because fuck i sure yeah, I would mean, i sure wouldn't have i would have been like no man. i know i i don't think i've tried since i mean <laughs> who could blame you you know you're like this is you know yeah don't understand i guess i'll just it's just i'll imagine more yeah yeah exactly like uh and so you know sometimes artists get a hard time for drawing people the same way but like bro finding good finding stuff that truly actually pictures, looks yeah. different and that's when people yeah. when people talk about it, representation doesn't matter that's how you uh -huh. know that they don't understand that they're already represented and yeah, that, yeah, that, oh, yeah. that those things in their heads are already being represented. So they don't know what, the, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and so these ideas of like body type and different depictions of, you know, just of different, like, um, what's this losing words, but just like different depictions of beauty standards and things like that. Like, I remember um, there was a Nicolas Cage movie called Mandy it came out like maybe 2020, 2000. No, actually this was pre pandemic. So it had to be like 2018, 2017 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Did you ever hear about that movie? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I want to though. Cause I like, it was, it was trippy. It was, it was cool. But what, I, what stuck with me is 
the actress for Mandy. Like, and I think, I, don't, I could be wrong, but I remember, I think the director pretty much like took a look at her and not unlike you approaching the girl with the tattoos, yeah. pretty much was like, I like the way you look. Do you want to be yeah. in my movie? You know, and like kudos to him because she has such a unique look. Like, it's not a typical beauty at all. But I was looking at screen and I was captivated. I was like, this lady just looks, there's something about her. I don't know what it is, but I like, I want to look at, I want to look at her. You know, so it's like the director was on it with, with something right there, you know, but yeah, without having those, those, those sort of references to, to actually look at or be inspired from, because yeah. have you seen, um, uh, what's the second black, uh, Panther movie called? Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Oh, okay. There's, well, but, I, mean, I can say. For yeah, it's, it's it's totally spoiler free. There is a an armor design in Wakanda Forever that me and my buddy Zeus were talking about, and it, and it looks weird. It looks kind of odd. Like it's not a hundred percent there for me personally, but I did recognize when I saw it, and I could be one thousand percent wrong. But it was just like this thing that happened inside me as I was looking at it because I looked at it, I recognized that it kind of had like a an element of predator to it like a, a silhouette, you could say, like with like a dread and a larger head and stuff like that. <clears throat> but other parts I just couldn't nail in like the shapes and the design, I just couldn't really nail down. And it looked quite literally like almost alien to me. And that's when it occurred to me, like I might actually be looking at the designs of someone who's like truly grown up, not thinking about or seeing all the same shit that I have. Like I'm oh, looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at a actually fresh design from a fresh designer who's got different cultural upbringings and different viewpoints. And he thinks different things look cool. And so there was this part where I was like, I could, I see it like, but I, I had to like get used to it almost. Cause it like, didn't yeah. strike me immediately as like a typical cool look, you know, I guess mm. is kind of how it was. So. Yeah, it's uh, kind of that depiction and, you know, kind of bringing it to the models, to the models front too. Like GW has been putting a lot more female models in their, their kits. we got, now we got plenty of women in the guard. They can get blasted too. Yeah, perfect. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. It's equal opportunity blasted in the Imperium, you know. But yeah, it's. It's funny. Yeah, I think about that as a comic book artist who is I'm I'm white. I grew up in a small town in Northern California that was like mostly mostly European descent mm -hmm. people, right? And uh and now I live in Napa, so there's more diversity here, but it's mostly Hispanic and white people. And if I went a little bit to south to like Vallejo, then it's like super diverse, right? Uh, tons of API, tons of uh, African American, you know, all kinds of diversity. But the truth is, like where I am and where I grew up, I don't see that. I didn't see that many people that looked that different. Uh, I traveled widely, so I I know I have a diverse understanding of the world, but. Uh, yeah, if I wanted a friend to model for me, like I've got really limited options. And then I think about people who artists who like get in trouble for drawing black characters wrong or mm -hmm. Asian characters wrong. And it's like, that's an intimidating job for, for me as for no, me. Can, as yeah, an, and like, so I'd love to add more diversity to Relic Blade, but at the same time, like, I don't want to be adding caricatures of, of, and yeah, person. no doubt for sure. Uh, you know, and that's an interesting point too, because you might've saw on like my stories, I was just sharing. Well, I remember I was at your spot when I actually saw it. Um, I got that ad for that, like Dungeons and Dragons source book called Borikubos. That right, is, yeah, yeah. And so I shared that with my mom. She bought it for me for Valentine's Day. Surprised me with it yesterday. And I was 
like I was like very few times, you know, I guess go on some higher philosophical level type stuff here for just a sec. There's a few times when I interact with something and it's almost as if like I'm on a, it's, it's a feeling of I'm on a right trail. There's like a weird manifestation, uh, a weird, like almost confirmation feeling that I get from doing certain things. And those things kind of remind me that I'm on a path. It almost feels like that. But when I was reading that book, that's, I had that feeling where I was like, this is exactly why I saw it and thought about it and shared it with my mom and was inspired to even think about it because within reading like the first paragraph, I was just, I was like unlocked a core memory of this story that I, one of the pretty much like the first book that I ever read. Cause I was, I wanted to read it at a young age. And I remember being frustrated because I couldn't play Sega games because some of them required that you had to read the menus, like the RPGs and stuff. And I just couldn't read. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I need to read. Uh, so I was starting to pick up books like at a really young age. And one of the, these early books that I read was this like Puerto Rican, uh, like folks, child's folk story tale about this, this kid called Juan Bobo. And he just does all these like little things, you know, they're little like nursery rhyme style stories that are meant to teach children stuff. And I read, you know, was reading the foreword from the writer. His name is Miguel Colon of Cubos, And it was just so cool to like read his words and feel super connected to it. And he was talking about what inspired him and feelings connected to his heritage and that when he saw, you know, as someone of Afro-Caribbean descent, when he looked into fantasy genre, he was like, there's sometimes pirates. Right. <laughs> you know, but he, and so like this book is a collection of like over 20 authors straight from, you know, South American countries yeah. delivering content that is from the myths of South America. So, you know, like, I was like reading it and I was like, oh, I just felt supercharged. I was like, yes, this is very cool. I'm very inspired by just the simple fact that it's just that concept of representation. That's why I'm holding this. That's yeah. why. And then like coming from um, Puerto Rican heritage and like having it be set in, it's written by a Puerto Rican dude and it's uh, the, the word Boricua is what is used for Puerto Ricans to refer to other Puerto Ricans. And so the term Boricubos being like the island nation for all this fantasy and they've got different people. It's just really interesting. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm, I'm about to, I'm ready to dive in, you know, ready yeah, to read that's, and that's way cool and be excited by, it. especially for Savage, because for me, Savage takes place in, you know, it doesn't take place on earth, but it, it takes place in an area that is pretty much geographically, very much like South America, yeah. uh, jungly and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm very ready to explore fantasy that like goes more places. Yeah. That's different. You know, you know. um, like playing ghosts of Tsushima made me really want to like explore more Japan, but there's also like a cool Mongol myth in there mm -hmm. you know yeah like, yeah and the so mongol myth is very cool stuff. i gotta be honest and uh but you know japan's been explored a bunch but um you know i've been trying to push relic blade characters into like the near east a little bit mm -hmm. you know you've got the warden of justice and the akkad goblins and all of that so i mean i'm excited to try to you know explore a lot more diverse stuff, uh, but also, you know, I, I, you know, maybe this is not such a fun conversation to talk about, like cultural appropriation or whatever. But yeah, for for that, it's a relic buds conversation, talking, though. <laughs> yeah, um, for that book <clears throat> to be have most of the contributors be, you know, from. Uh, that background, I mm -hmm. think, makes such a cool experience. And, like, being able to have more creators in the entertainment industry 
is something that's going to keep growing because I think things like Patreon and YouTube make pursuing those types of careers more viable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas, you know, in the past, there's a lot more gatekeeping in that, like, you have to come from a background that you're going to school for art. You have to come from a background that you're able to go and, like, pursue a job in video games or whatever, uh, or in Or if you want to be an actor. There's a, a, yeah, there's a certain amount of, like, privilege that is a prerequisite yeah it's getting passed up now thinking to thinking oh yeah i'll just work in entertainment instead of thinking like i need to you know get plugged into a trade right away to be able to make sure my younger brother gets through school yeah yeah i think sort of more sociological uh, situations versus there's a lot you know obviously everyone's lives are really complicated but it's cool to see cool to see with patreon being able to have you know more sculptors from all over the world getting involved in the hobby and uh you know i'm mostly paying attention to sculptors and illustrators but you know it's easy to find illustrators from you know southeast asia and from uh, all over the world getting getting involved in online art making and so i think for tabletop gaming we'll be able to see more growth in that diversity and have it be natural. Cause you don't need a bunch of white guys like me trying to make a Vietnamese story, you know, <laughs> like we, I will leave that to Vietnamese. What I can do is I come from the edge of the edge of the Western world on this like savage coast of California. And I've been exposed to like tons of different things. So my lens is, unique and interesting enough for for people um and so i i hope to just be me uh, but i'm looking forward to seeing more people just be themselves and not feel like they need to be making wizards of the coast stories you know they can no i feel take us it. To new worlds or even you know tolkien who uh, when he was making uh lord of the rings was really creating a, a mythology that felt true to his like uh, his experience you know, english his, his worldview background yeah, yeah and his yeah. worldview and and tying it back to these um myths and things whereas i think we get to grow off of that and then as creators have like all these different lenses because you know middle earth is really true to his background but he's you know i don't know 100 years old and so we've and we've got a lot more people that are inspired by him to create new worlds. So we don't need to just be like trudging through Middle Earth. We can be exploring all kinds of weird stuff. I'm totally with it. And I mean, it's it's funny because this conversation you talk about kind of like exploring new grounds instead of, you know, sort of returning to this 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 thing that's been around forever, which is pretty much what's been happening in the entertainment sector as you know things like the lord of the rings ring of power is funded and comes out and it's just like oh we're going back to middle earth you know and there's like and then there's this whole idea of kind of like but why you know and 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 it's like well i understand why i know actually don't answer the question i know why yeah please don't (laughs) but it's like I'd be offended to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we know why. Um, and and at the same time, that inherently sort of there's a like I, I remember I was someone was asking me about how I felt about the show when it was coming out, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure the show is going to be great. And they're like, oh, you're going to watch it? Are you excited about it? I'm like, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. Because for me, I think about the why something's made. And why something's made has a big part of its quality and this passion that goes, you know, kind of into it and stuff. And while again, shows shows yeah, I, shows I mean, should be gotta, entertaining because that's what the show should be, right? Yeah. But for me my, to my for me to be uh, go on. for me to you, sort of be interested in it is is kind of from the outgo. It's what is it? And it's like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like for me, access to Lord of the Rings can come in many different forms. Like for me, I would rather 
just go collect some Middle Earth strategy battle game stuff. Like, I don't really, it's like, oh, go watch the Rings of Power. Like, uh, you know, that's fine. Because I didn't read the books either, right? So there's, for me, there's different vectors to kind of inter interact with that IP. So for from like the media Hollywood standpoint, I'm like, all right, y'all. Like, I'd rather see something a little bit different from it. I'm sure it's fine, you know, but I'm not yeah. super interested. And last night we were watching The Last of Us, me and my mom, and I, it was striking me how like funny it was because The Last of Us, great game. I don't even remember when it came out. It came out like 2004 or something. It came out a long time ago. I gotta even remember. 2007. <laughs> I'm gonna keep changing. I, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep changing. I'm gonna keep changing my answer. 2012. You know, it came out a long time ago. And I played through. Great. You know, great story. One of those games that really reminds you of like the power of like narrative gaming and like putting the player in the perspective of the protagonist and like making you feel stuff, making you make decisions based on like experience versus context or logic and all these fun things that the game did that when I was done with the game, it, that experience like stayed with me. And so watching the show last night and sort of re-experiencing that story with my mom it was i, I just like i just I, I enjoy it and i think it's great but i'm also like kind of just smiling at the fact that <clears throat> like my mom's experience is different than mine because i'm like i am looking at it and for me as, as since i know the story and i know the characters as i watch it it isn't it's, it's not necessary. I'm not necessarily looking to be surprised. Like that's not a part of my viewing experience. Like I'm going to go, Oh, that's different. Oh, that's cool. They didn't right. do that in the show. I'll recognize that intuitively for me. I'm actually kind of just paying attention to detail and seeing like, Oh, that is from the show. Like that's a direct line or this is a direct nod to a scene or even like a freaking QTE or something, you know, like a specific stuff. I'm like kind of, looking at the in-between gel because the people who made the show are pretty much the same people who made the game and it's just but it's interesting to me that it's like this isn't new you know it's almost like when the dune movie came out like maybe that's how like people who have read all 13 of the dune books were like oh yeah no do now y'all talk about dude okay like, I'm sure the movie's going to be cool. I'm going to go see it, you know? But at the same time, maybe the people who read the books were those people who I was reading stuff being like, wait a minute, a PG-13 rating? That doesn't make any sense. The violence depicted in the first book alone is way more than R. And I remember being like, what book did this guy read? Like, I don't remember any. I don't remember anyone getting violent in that book at all. Like, what's going on? You know? And so it's just this, like, interesting thing where... It's cool from a representation perspective in The Last of Us. It's interesting that Pedro Pascal is playing Joel because in the game he was depicted by Troy Baker, who I'm not sure what where he comes from, but he's, he he looked like a white dude and he would sound like a white dude because the character's from Texas. Um, but Pedro is Latin American, and so they change little details about like his family to also be like a Latin American actor and just like make it kind of yeah. like fit and stuff like that. And so all of those things are are wonderful. They're great, and you know the the actors change and that stuff. But it's from a from a point of like entertainment story. Um, even even looking at The Last of Us, I I was like, my man Pedro Pascal. All they gotta do is like. They just have to have him be Yojimbo next or something and, and escort like another baby across ancient yeah, Japan yeah, with a sword, like, nice. you know, like that's his, that's the thing. Like that's yeah, how we he, make a hit right now. now. Yeah. Like he's, he's daddy escort, you know? And so yeah. there's these elements of it that to me, while the quality of the show is excellent, I can like, I'm seeing the production stuff and I'm thinking about like producery shit and I'm like, thinking about like, why is the show being made? And I'm like, executive producer, Neil Druckmann. Oh, that's why the show's being made because the, the guy who made the game wants to make the show. Oh, okay. Cause he has the money to do it. Like that's why the show's being made. And it's not, and it's not like, this is a fresh new story. Oh my God. It's Neil Druckmann's being like, yo, I want to reach a wider audience. Mm -hmm. So, and I got Buku dollars because of the success of what I've done. And I pretty much made a video game movie anyway. Why don't I just try to do some directed stuff? And he's probably directed shit in the past anyway. You know, so 
he just stepping step into a new role in the same tangential industry you know and so it's just like all that stuff makes sense but then from the perspective of like fresh new exciting that's why i think like bringing it back to our industry we we're like as of recording right now we're about four maybe five weeks past the ogl announcement kind of like ogl coming out and wizards being like mm, we don't like y'all doing stuff we changing all these things and the community just going crazy about it and yeah. this sort of like reaction to big corporate versus small indie and how like small the small indie third party is like doing all this stuff to like kind of like support the big corporate in a sense and how this whole move kind of showed everybody this um i i i hesitate to say like fragile like support system or something but it did show like the direction that all this stuff is kind of like positioned in that a lot of content you know creators and third party book writers and all this stuff were potentially in a position to really start thinking about well, oh shit like what should we do like can we change this can we do something else like and then it was also putting the spotlight on a ton of other shit like like Zweihander and Blackbirds have been shot up to like the Amazon number one list um of books and RPGs for like the past two weeks now and that's just because of the all of the eyes being diverted because of just like the moves, the, 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 the big moves that are being made. <clears throat> yeah, I, I kind of lost, I saw that, uh, Watsi was like, oh, never mind. But also, yeah, like, they pretty much had to walk it back because they were uh, like, oh, you so didn't have, like that. Has, has the community moved on? I kind so of, I mean, I dropped it, out of it sort of following. seems, it sort of, it sort of seems that the, the, the fire has kind of died down a little bit okay. and the attention has sort of been diverted. But that being said, the site, the new eyes on things like Morkborg and like I said, like Zweihander and Blackbirds and all these other smaller RPGs that, that definitely did like occur you know, and there's, mm. there's, there was absolutely some fallout with that and people seeing new stuff. And it's sort of the, in the same way that Hollywood and these shows kind of are bringing out these older stories, new things. It just makes me want to look into the indie and find weird stuff, weird things that are just not, you know, dude with brunette hair does action things and saves blonde lady, you know, or something of that nature. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's something to be said for enjoying a show that, like, a lot of other people are watching. Mm -hmm, uh, for sure. But, like, yeah, Sarah and I have been watching Last of Us as it comes out. And part of me is so, still so bored with zombie shows. Yeah. That, like, I almost don't have patience for it. But at the same time, it's still it's still cool and it's good. And I like the zombie designs, the mushroom head guys. Yeah, I like the cordyceps cool. fungus style. But like, you know, the even the stories, it's like, all right, yeah. Oh, it's the story about it's the story about like the maniacal new like ruler of a community of survivors. It's like, all right, guys. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's fine. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but it definitely isn't blowing my mind. Like the, the, did you watch C S E E C? I did not know that one. It, it trailed off near the end of the season finale, but that show I felt like was way more interesting as far as like a post-apocalyptic story, because is that the know, one the zombie <clears throat> the... wasn't there at all? Is that the one <laughs> and... where people are on like a boat? No, it's the one where everyone is blind. Oh, the one with Jason Momoa, the Jason yeah. Momoa, that one. I 
I watched. So yeah, I watch. I if I thought it was cool, cool premise. Uh-huh. But I was exposed to a couple of scenes, just like on some third party stuff, right? And I was just okay. like, everyone's blind. <laughs> and I was like. Uh, I was like, I, I can appreciate the concept of choreographing a battle in which the sides that are fighting are blind, but I'm like, I don't, I don't think there doesn't appear to be anyone blind on screen right now. <laughs> you know, there was a, I can uh, see yeah, the I, style. I could see like the, like, again, the choreograph, the style of it. But I remember just immediately being taken out and just think I was like, they're supposed to be blind. And I was yeah, like, there was like one, one scene where they like obviously had a blind actor and it was just like, that kind of broke. You guys shouldn't have done that. Military, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember yeah. just thinking about the way that they were moving and reacting. I was like, yeah. I was just thinking about like the Daredevil, uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. I was like, maybe they got like, maybe that's what's going on. They got like sonar stuff. Cause my man's like dodging and he's moving and he's weird. It's supposed to almost look accidental, but you know, it's, but yeah, I do, I do remember that one. And what I do appreciate even just about that show from the get go, having not watched it is just that it's, and, and why I think it's cool and want more shows of that nature is because it's a high concept show and like high concept shows have fallen off cliffs in the face of safe bet show, you know, like they want to do high concept in the safe bet. So we'll have like, we'll have like, um, I guess like the Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania is like a good, you know, they're like, oh, whoever wanted to make a quantum mania movie, like a movie where like micro people punch each other in like the microbial universe because it has some, I don't know. I don't know that story, but you know, thanks to Ant-Man and the Wasp, we can do that. We can, we can go there. And I guess that sort of counts as a high concept. But if you were just like, okay, so there's a guy named John and he opens up his vent to do some maintenance and the vent swallows him and he ends up in the quantum realm. And now he has to get, you know, people be like, yo, shut up, bro. Like, stop talking right now. (laughs) Like, there's just no way you can pitch it, right? Yeah, I think, I think for, for that show, see, but there were parts of it that mess with my like pedantic mind, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning, like oh they're blind. But uh, but I think part of it was a, a story where everyone is blind. Really, could is probably not a TV show. Like you could write that book for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, really well. But TV is like is a visual medium, and so I think for me, like the way I like made an allowance for weirdness was things that people could feel or hear or sense that would be obvious to them in their like 300 years since everyone was blind are things that are translated into like a visual way for me. So like that, I think that that happens a lot for me, like to enjoy something. I have to like come up with a, you think about justification, like, Uh Oh, well, that's for my benefit as someone who can see they're showing me that it's blue because actually what it is is the fabric sounds different, but they can't have everything be gray fabric and then just be like, Oh, by the way, they know that they're Royal because it sounds different or they know that he's a guard because it sounds different. Yeah. The character goes, he's wearing a certain type of fabric. It's silky. They're like, you oh, see so the witch finder. Yeah, the witch finder. The witch finder has, has like sticky clothes. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the characters are always whispering it to describe it to the audience. Oh, yeah, he's like, wearing silk. It must be purple. And the audience is like, oh, of course yeah. it's purple. Yeah. Because there was only one silk shipment that crashed a hundred years ago, and it was from a know, purple that ship. That was the thing, like. No one would be dying fabric. <laughs> yeah, right. World where, like, where you can't see it's, stuff. It's smelled a certain way. Or, see, I don't know. I kept trying to figure out, like, how can I justify this? Like, that that stuff is funny because it's, it's those sorts of details. We talk about representation 
it's those sort of details that like when and curiously enough a blind person can't look at c and be like that's not that's doesn't that doesn't work yeah uh so they've they've escaped they've escaped it in 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 a weird way but there's yeah without that that feeling of authenticity it's sort of like your brain kind of notices something it's like for me anytime and it's because of my ears it's it's just it's just the sound like i will listen to like 0.2 seconds of dialogue in a film and i'll be like why is this dubbed like why why is this not the actual audio of the person that i'm looking at like that does not sound like they're in a coffee shop like that sounds like they're in a room and it's a dude who's looking at the screen you know like that stuff like always just breaks me out like immediately like even really good dubs like i just can't because like the for my brain to look at it like if i'm listening to it it's fine but if i look at it and see my man's like in a hallway and he there's just no sound that sounds like he's in the hallway i'm just like what's going on it's so weird it's like a, something's wrong with this show i don't know what it is though <clears throat> yeah oh my goodness so well, I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to sculpt this thing i've got no plan it's going nowhere. It's, it's it's kind of, oh it's so it's it's resembling. That's all right. We we didn't have we don't have no plan for our show at least, and it's going somewhere. I don't know where it's going. We we've been chatting, and I'm looking here in our little little schedule right here, and I see uh, some words. It's a compound word, or actually, it's the name of a country, and it's a place where you recently went and you just came back from the Iceland trip. How was that? That's yeah, true. Uh, yeah. So I went to Iceland. And it was super fun. Um, dude, that country is wild. Yeah, it was a it was a ton of fun. I've been talking about it to all my family and everyone that can listen for like the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, now you gotta repeat it's it cool time. there. Um, I wasn't expecting too much. Or like I didn't have that many expectations. I mean, it's winter. We were going to Iceland. I thought like there's a chance that the weather will be so crazy that we'll just sit inside. But, uh, in fact, we did a bunch of really fun stuff, went to huge waterfalls and saw just, like, amazing landscape and hung out in hot springs and hot pools. Because there's tons of geothermal activity, so there's, like, no shortage of hot water. So they had some, like, really cool spas set That's up. crazy. Um, yeah, so we had a ton of fun. Yeah, it was it was a terrific trip. I I loved it. It was really fun to take some time off and be like something someplace far, yeah. far away from so... work. My wife, who was also far away from work, and yeah, and I can imagine almost everything you look at is something you don't recognize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I was away for a while, uh, but now I'm back, ready to try and figure out what what to do. Mostly, I think. Mostly work-wise, I've got, I've got to get ready for Adepticon, and mm, like, that's coming up. I think we're you know, at like thirty-eight like, days at the time of recording. All my time spent like sorting figures and getting inventory ready was getting the Kickstarter stuff ready, and so now I'm way behind on all the other keeping all the other stuff in stock. So I've got like a restock order on order, but with Adepticon coming, it'll be like kind of nail biting to see if it all arrives in time. Like I mean I've got a month but it's it's stressful cuz that you know they they cast figures for multiple companies, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're all trying to get inventory ready for Adepticon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's super busy for them leading up to it and hopefully it arrives in time cuz like Storms of Crawl is out of stock and I can't I I could put some of the new figures up for sale, but then I'm worried I'll I won't have anything for for Adepticon. Adepticon. Just show up, just show up with uh, yeah. just a table and a sign. Yeah, I mean, this week is gonna be just digging through my garage and making finding out exactly what I have of everything, and sorting, sorting everything, and then uh, when the restock comes, it'll be sorting all that. 
So nothing really super exciting going on other than just being way behind on everything that needs to happen. I feel it. Going back to Iceland though, did you did you actually oh, yeah. see an you didn't see an Aurora Borealis? No. Did no, you see the was, comet? There was no the, the I didn't I barely saw the sky. <clears throat> because like this the it was this just the clouds was no storms all the time, yeah. Just it would break and there'd there'd be like a sliver of blue every once in a while. But for the most part there is high clouds and low clouds and blasting ice rain and fog and snow and <laughs> yeah hail yeah so it was pretty it was extreme and a lot of fun but uh yeah no still my hunt for auroras has not yielded the borealis i kind of knew i mean like early <laughs> you know a week or so before checking the weather forecast it was like yeah it's gonna be, talked about it it's gonna be snowing and foggy or raining and then it'll snow and then it'll rain and then it'll be windy so my hope was the wind might blow some clearings but nope nope you ended up throwing your oh, well. coat away actually yeah that's right yeah my old snowboarding jacket didn't cut it for iceland uh, no nearly. what what was going on was it just like too that water it was too wet and so like oh uh, like the my rain coat was waterproof but yeah it just like it was rain and freezing rain and then snow and hail and so yeah it just didn't it didn't work i started like getting cold in my bones on the second day and so i just threw it away and mm. went bought a new coat got a big big thick one <clears throat> yeah. did um that was cool though because i got a an icelandic brand and it has like icelandic wool oh dang line, so. it's and it's I mean it was it's mad rated it's coming from iceland in iceland during yeah, the, during the ice that, like crazy yeah in the yeah, in the land so it's like yeah, and it'll be good long term. You know, I needed a new winter coat because I go to Canada every winter. Although it gets way colder in Alberta than in Iceland. Really? Yeah, because that's well, weird. Iceland's to my brain, like in the ocean, and so it's got like this big ocean, keeping things like right around freezing and stuff. And you know, sometimes they said like sometimes in the interior it'll get to like minus twenty Celsius, but. In Alberta, I like it'll. That's minus Celsius is like a regular day, day, yeah. Yeah, going to minus forty <clears throat> sometimes when I'm up there. So, jeez, um, what is minus forty in Fahrenheit? It's minus forty. Oh, that's actually where it met, where they meet. Oh dang! Yeah, it's cold. I literally am trying to imagine. I just don't know. Yeah, it's intense. Like your eyeballs feel like they're freezing. If you're take, oh. taking breaths, you're like feel like ice is getting into your lungs. You got to take like shallow breaths and stuff. Oh, whoa. I mean, I never have to work in it. I'm a, I'm just like cruising around. I know that makes me think of like outside. it does make me think of people that do like work out there. They probably got some like crazy old crazy endurances on the inside of their bodies for that temperature. Yeah, they, they, uh I'll see a little bit about it here because like I remember I was going to I was driving back from the gym uh I think it was in December I remember it was kind of like an ugly night when it was like really just dark dark snowy dark snowy rainy and I'm driving back from the gym it's maybe like approaching one and before I got to the gym I saw this dude who was jogging and he was just wearing like jogging shorts. And I was like, all right, bro, like, that's fine, whatever. You know, and then I pull into the gym, do the thing, pull out, drive. And now I see my man, I'm like, damn, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you still out here running? And then whatever, driving off, go over the thing, uh, over this big hill. <clears throat> and then I like notice, cause again, it's dark, like out of the side, Dude running on the side of the street, a different guy, same damn thing. And I was like, what's up with people running in the shorts right now? It's one in the morning. Like, go to sleep. You know, go to sleep. or And you're going to catch a cold. You know, I'm feeling cold, man. But I don't know. There's always that guy. you cold and there's the dude who's yeah. just wearing the shorts at the out in the 30-degree weather. And you're like, all right, bro. Either, yeah, we had, I mean, like. 
in Iceland, we had a lot of we got outside, you know, all every day playing. There's so much cool stuff to see. Um, did, yeah, what kind of activities did you do? Like, well, there's like lots of sightseeing to do. So we visited like cool historical sites. The Thingveller. The Thingveller. Uh, a special site of historical significance in Iceland where they uh, held like kind of like parliament for in the medieval period. The early settlers back in like 900s would gather there for two weeks every summer to have the law speaker recite all of the laws and they'd, and they you just... know, come up with new laws or come up with new things, vote on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it is like a really cool site. And also it's where the uh, Eurasian and North American uh, tectonic plates are, are pulling apart. So it's a very interesting like historical site and geologic site. And um, so we got to see that and see some amazing waterfalls. I remember uh, seeing eat that story. Cool restaurants, go down to the coast south coast and explore some more like interesting geologic places and yeah it was a lot of fun it was a terrific time how was um, the flight very low, <laughs> laid back oh yeah the, i mean it's a, a, like an eight hour flight from seattle to iceland and so i played a ton of hades eight hour flight from seattle yeah. to iceland that's great yeah and then another two hours from san francisco to seattle so it was, a, it was a long day of travel each way but we got through it i was still i've been jet lagged i'm feeling mostly normal today but i've been struggling with jet, jet lag action days. yeah yeah i've never i don't like like i've never traveled far enough to encounter jet lag it'll be interesting oh, well yeah it's it's weird being super jet lagged, but like you have sort of like sluggish out of body tiredness. That's just me. I guess I do have jet lag, but it's just like me just being my normal ass self. Like, oh yeah. god, I gotta do these things. I gotta do them. So with the sculpting, yeah. What? I, I mean, I see you looking at the screen. It's terrible. It's, this is going nowhere. Uh, yeah, I, I, I should have done some sketches ahead of time to try and figure out like what I had in mind. But you're kind of doing. You're just doing like a 3D sculpt sketch now, I guess. Not, yeah, not even. I'm just wasting time. I, sh- I should just. <laughs> no, it doesn't even work like that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's too much, bro. That's too much. Yeah, in oh. fact, I think I think this is at least I opened it, but I'm not. I'm we not you got we got to uh that's that's the only way that it happens. You know, I've been talking to a friend about game design stuff and like I don't know, like how it how it works. Like, oh, how do you design? And it's just like, you know, it's uh it's not a straight it's not a straightforward process really there's there's like all these different things that can go into it and sometimes you'll do a whole bunch of stuff and you'll be like cool yeah that's not the thing i want to do i actually don't yeah. i don't want and, that you know actually. i'm <clears throat> in general i'm able to i'm able to most of the time i can wait for inspiration to hit and because like work is a lot easier and a lot more fun when i'm like have you feeling that passion and and the thing is like if i'm not ready with an idea like there's so much other admin stuff to do that 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 i kind of like that you could just interact with all that stuff well then i can still be busy and and doing important relic blade work because like you know a lot of stuff on on relicblade.com is out of stock right now um and so there's a lot of work that needs to go into getting everything back in stock. I believe it. I got a taste myself with the old. Yeah, it's nonstop. But I mean, because you you want to sell stuff, you want to stay, you know, stay active and and 
stay productive and and be able to make money but at the same time like i i'm spread so thin i've i've got to find someone local that can help me sort stuff yeah so if you're a local and you know <laughs> right yeah i mean people volunteer to help me sometimes but it's just like you know i've got yeah you need a special you need a special person who's got the unique availability and uh, mixture of attention to detail to doing repetitive tasks. Yeah, and, and familiar uh, product because you end up yeah. like for someone that isn't totally familiar, like who's supposed to know the difference between a poacher and a slaver? Exactly. Like, well, one has a spear. Well, you see. You know, never mind. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> So I've, I've had that question asked me like several times, like my pops has asked me if I had my brother asked me if I, you know, if like my nephew could help and a couple of friends have asked if they can like help me with painting stuff like, oh, you know, if there's, is there some part of the process that I'm just always just like, no, not really. Cause you gotta learn. Like, I mean, what you're asking is can I teach you how to do something and then you can do it. And it's like, that can happen. But I'm like, that's not, that's not going to be like you helping me. That's going to be like me and you hanging out for three weeks while you learn a new skill. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Like, you know, it's not as simple as this thing, you know, you do this or do that. There's a little bit more that goes into it. And it's not necessarily because it's just a mechanical thing. It's like, it is a, literals like my preference my weird habits and the way that i think should should be done all that stuff on top of it as well you know like oh you want to learn how to do it my way cool be like this because then otherwise you'd be like uh you know actually i should just do it you know i'm gonna do it i'm true. gonna do it better it's true i'm gonna do it all right sean we've been chatting we managed to chat for a long time this time Oh yes, sure. And we 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 didn't even cover some of the topics. Our like two topics that we were going to. Well, well, <laughs> we kind of yeah. did. We sort of yeah. did because the well, only one we didn't talk about uh, was demonship. But that's y'all can. We'll talk about that, and we'll you know, I'll, that. I'll, I think for the next next episode, we'll we'll come in with some like more good stuff. We've got we've maybe got I'll some be sketches. able to finish make some more yeah get some sketches yeah because we were just chatting about kind of having this this space this time to why don't you fire up the sculpting thing get some sculpting done you know and so yeah, and I this think... was the very first time trying that idea and we just learned that you just can't just turn it on to sculpt you know it's more yeah sometimes you can yeah. but it's better if you have a plan <clears throat> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure for sure so. having a plan is having a plan is you know, I think G.I. Joe says that planning is half the battle, and now you know. All right, y'all. Real G.I. Joe quotes. <laughs> I will catch you guys next time. Relic Buds out. Much love and peace.